Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Juan. And this is my RP life. I created this platform for the blind and visually impaired community can come together and share their stories about what they go through. You can follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, and subscribe to me on YouTube. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Juan. And this is my RP Life Podcast. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to my RP Life. I am your host, Juan. And today, we're going to take a different turn. Your boy's actually going to be the one getting interviewed. All right, so before we get started, subscribe to me on YouTube. Um, follow me on Twitter and join my Facebook group, My RP Life Family and Friends. My beautiful Diva Deb is the admin there, the main admin. She's my beautiful queen. Mwah. I love you, baby. And she's actually going to be the one <laughs> interviewing your boy over here. So shout out to my beautiful co-host, my beautiful Diva Deb. Mwah. I love you, baby. <clears throat> So everybody cheer on. Clap, clap. Ah. No intro music. No, that's in the beginning. You won't hear. You won't I hear. I know. I mean, intro music for me coming in. All right, whatever. Hello, hola, cómo está mi gente? All right, anyway. <laughs> hey, baby. I hope everyone is ready for a good podcast. Well, we hope it's going to be a good podcast. As Juan said, I'm going to turn the tables on him. I am going to ask the questions, and he is going to ask them very honestly in the true Brooklyn fashion that we all know and love that he can give us. Isn't that correct? True, true, true. Okay. Right. First, though, I need to give a shout out to my best, best, bestest friend, Vicky, down there in the peach state of Georgia. And we have a new super fan, Juan. We do? Yes, we do. Who Her that? name is Dolores. Hey, Dolores. <laughs> so, Dolores is from. Well, she's originally from up here in Rockland County. Um, shout out to Rockland County. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said Rockland County. But anyway. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. She's now in Delaware. So shout out to my besties, Dolores and Vicky. We go way back. We used to hang out, play Yossies on Friday nights <laughs> and and munch out. But yeah, that's a that's enough story for another time. I ain't going to put all the business out there anyway. But anyway, so how are you today? I'm all right, baby. I'm doing good. Um, did a 10-mile walk earlier today. Um, my toesies is kind of killing me, but I'm all right. Well, you know, at least you got some exercise. Yep. Definitely burned some calories, tell you that much. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> now 
everyone pretty much knows from the title of your podcast and your Facebook and your Clubhouse, mm -hmm. see how that all works in there, mm -hmm. and your Twitter, mm -hmm. that you have RP, which is better known as retinitis pigmentosa. Is that right? Yeah, retinitis pigmentosa. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, good for me. Brownie points for me. Um, so, at what age were you diagnosed? Uh, let me see. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Mm -hmm. And were there warning signs leading up to that? Like, were you having problems with your vision before um, you were diagnosed? Yeah, years before I was diagnosed, and I didn't, I didn't get my eyes checked. Um, I want to say 28, 29 years old. I was seeing still normal. I was able to see everything clearly, but at nighttime, that was when things went to caca. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about using the word caca, but yeah. Well, it's better than other words you can use. Yeah. Um, so an important, important. Uh, <clears throat> claimer there is that if you see a change in your vision go to a doctor right yep see but the reason why i didn't was because i was working as a security officer for this company and i didn't have the time because i was pulling like double shift triple shifts and anytime i got anytime i got home hold on one second wait a second here my phone is talking in my ear um <clears throat> so with working and everything and taking care of stepchildren um i was more worried about making this money and stuff like that and i just didn't go out at night as much and drive so looking back now do you ever regret that maybe you should have made that time for your own health in a way doctor in a way yeah um, in a way, not really, because regardless if I would have went early, they would have still told me what they told me today, you know, because they said there's no cure for it and stuff like that. There's nothing, there's not even glasses that can help you. But then the, the second year that I went to the ophthalmologist, that was when she says, Juan, um, we can give you some glasses that'll help adjust the you know the focusing i was like really um a year ago y'all told me glasses wouldn't even help she was like yeah it's a different types of glasses it's not like the ones that you know how when you go to the doctor i mean when you go to the um ophthalmologist they put that big thing on your face to size mm -hmm. you up for whatever glasses you need uh mine was actually different it was like these two round um, bottle cap things that they put on your eyes and then they put these different types of lenses that are I guess more magnifying if I'm gonna say something like that <clears throat> but um it did help with reading the chart a little bit but not nowhere as perfect because I was losing my central part of vision so even with the glasses on it made it a little bit more clearer but i would still have to use the little bit of peripherals that i had left to make out what was those letters on the on the chart mm -hmm. very good now from the time that you were diagnosed um mm -hmm. about now how long was it before you the tv vision got worse was it a progressive thing all right so yeah it was a progressive thing 
um it was very slow so remind you i'm 45 now um so when i was diagnosed in 2000 was it 2015 i think it was 2015 or 2014 um yeah i think so but anyways um i can't remember right off the back um i think it was 2014 but um what i was gonna say was um yeah it when i was first diagnosed it was pixelations for those who don't know what pixelations are that's like remember if you go to the old school tvs the boxed out ones you get real close to it you can see like the little little squares that make the colors Mm -hmm. so um that's what i was seeing all over my eye and um in in those little squares were gray light gray black and then whatever i'm looking at you know it's it's kind of difficult to explain but um so basically take a take a picture and draw a bunch of squares everywhere and then highlight light gray white dark black and then it just slowly start covering up that picture and that's pretty much how you're reviewing things yeah that's pretty much how i was looking at stuff or if you ever see the way a fly looks they see with a whole bunch of different like in one eye to be a whole bunch of like different pictures of the same thing that they're looking at you know what i'm saying right so something like that you know it's weird but um um at nighttime i didn't drive and if i did i threw on my high beams so i can see better whatever was in front of me which that was dangerous because i only had a certain amount of feet you know but um yeah pretty much so when did it when did it dawn on you that wow this is my eyesight's really getting bad was there like a moment when something did anything happen um well when i was 26 and they finally told me i mean not 26 um 36 and they finally told me um well well, there's no cure and uh, they did a bunch of tests to see where i was at on colors and stuff like that and <clears throat> um, I said, well, what's the name of this again? He goes, retinitis pigmentosa. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, um, so what's next? He was like, well, get some O&M training, get yourself a cane and all of this stuff. And um, good luck because there's no cure. So I said, all right. So the next day after the appointment, I went on the internet I started re- researching a whole bunch of stuff and I didn't take O&M training. I was mostly depressed of losing my sight <clears throat> and stuff like that and just started going online, you know, and doing more and more videos on YouTube and showing how I go up and down stairs as a visually impaired person, how I go to the store but while being severely visually impaired because by the time I turned, let me see, seven, eight, nine, I wanna say 39 was when it was really getting even more worse than what it was when I was like 36. 
so yeah and i just try my best to do everything before the time came to where i'm at today what do you feel was the hardest thing for you had to adjust to um that i had to adjust to um There's just so many things. Um, go, going, <laughs> going out shopping with my mom, um, having to tell her what color is this, um, what does these sneakers look like? Mm-hmm. Because I can sh- see the shape of the sneaker, I just can't see the detail of it, you know. And since I was losing color, I was going colorblind. Um, I couldn't tell from black to dark blue. I couldn't tell from light blue to dark blue. I couldn't tell yellow from white. I couldn't tell um, my favorite color is purple. It looked brown. Um, just just the color change is just mm. difficult. Like to see the details and stuff like because you know how when you grab a pair of sneakers you're like oh these look nice look at the colors look at the shape look at the way it's cut the texture couldn't see any of that so i have to ask my mom to give me a description and if her description isn't as on point of what i'm asking then I'm not trying to buy a pair of girly sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> you must be mad at you that day. Walk around a pair of bright hot pink. <laughs> right? She'd be like, she like, it's poppy, it's red. And then come to find out some guy goes and tells me, oh, I like those hot pink sneakers. I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so my colors are black. So I'm like, ma, what colors is black? You sure it's black? Yeah, okay, black. That's what we get in black. <laughs> So yeah, that's exactly how I do when I go shopping. I'm like, what else is it? Okay, no, I don't want that because then I gotta worry about mm-hmm. how it's gonna fit in with my outfits and all that type of stuff. But right. See, you but, don't have to worry about it as much. For me, sneakers, black sneakers go with everything. So I'm like, all right. There you go. Always go with black. Yeah. Well, you know, it's us now. Everything looks black anyway. Right. Depending on the day. Right. It's so, black or shaded gray. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, you mentioned your mom. So you had a you ended up moving back in with your mom, correct? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but um, it wasn't because of me losing my sight at the time. Um, it was because of other issues with baby, right. with Do you think baby mama um, trauma. putting those other issues aside, because we, we don't need to go into all that up here. Mm-hmm. Um, putting those other issues aside, um, with knowing that you were going to lose your sight, do you think you would have moved in with your mother or do you think you would have stayed where you were oh no i would have i would have moved back with my mom or um if i would have say if i would have got diagnosed out there where i used to live at um in connecticut Mm -hmm. i would have um ended up moving somewhere by myself because uh, yeah i would have moved somewhere by myself and found a place to live over there in Connecticut. But knowing my mom's after I would explain to her, hey mom, I'm losing my sight, I'm going blind, I'm not working no more. And I finally got disability out there instead of getting it where I'm at today. Um, 
Yeah, she probably would have been like, no, 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 hijo, dude, you, you're gonna move over here. You're gonna come back home. I'm gonna take care of you. Mm-hmm, that because she is a Puerto Rican mama. Yeah. She <laughs> bring her baby boy home. Yeah, she's like, no, I'm gonna go pick you up. How I get there? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, she would have taken three trains and a bus to get her baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so was it, was it hard moving back home? Especially, um, you know, losing your sight? Um, Do you think it's harder than if you had moved back home fully sighted? No, because I was visually impaired in the beginning. So when I first moved back here in 2000, I want to say 2011, I think. Yeah, 2011. Um, it was easier because I still have, you know, a lot more sight. Even when I was visually impaired, I was still able to get around, you know, I didn't have daytime problems. I only had nighttime problems. So, in 2012, I mean 2011, all the way to 2014, I was still kind of good, you know, and stuff like that. Like the mm-hmm. pixelations weren't as bad as what they were when I was visually impaired, like severely visually impaired. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I know that you do a lot of things independently for yourself mm-hmm. and stuff around your house and mm-hmm. you go out to the corner store and uh, which I, I still can't believe you do that in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, and I go and I go across to the but one. That's very good. Yeah. But like in the house and like the situation living with your mom was it was it hard to you know relinquish control like back to mom because you know you had been independent you know, out and about on your own for so long. Yeah, yeah, um, not to, to get control, but more like to help her understand what I need from her and how to help me better. Mm-hmm. Like, not moving things around, even though I can kind of make certain stuff out, but like, placing things and leaving it there if that's where it's going to be that's where it's going to be don't move it here and don't move it there because if you put a box of sugar in the shelf and there's like 10 boxes of whatever or whatever else is up there i'm not going to tell because it all blends in together you know what i'm saying so if you put two cans of goya beans next to each other i ain't gonna know which one's which one could be goya or boya and the other one could be Regular beans or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a it's a learning curve for both of you. Right. So it, it's uh, a learning curve to you know try to get her to understand what you need mm-hmm. and what you can do for yourself. Right. And you know, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah, because I know I, I it's a it's a daily struggle. It is a daily struggle for any visually impaired or blind person that lives with a fully sighted person. Yeah. You know, you're always gonna constantly bump heads about things, about where something is, if, you know, mm-hmm. somebody moves something and didn't tell the other. Or like when, you know. or like when she cleans up the kitchen, she'll move stuff around, but don't put it back. And mm-hmm. that was in the beginning, now it's totally different. Like, she's already used to it now, you know? But back then, she, when I was visually impaired, she'll treat me like I'm totally blind. And I'm like, ma, I have a little bit of vision. I know where you're at. I can see your movement, you know? 
or like she'll be like when we're outside she'll be like este papi mira there's a step right there there's another step right there mira be careful with that crack mira lift your leg up okay one two three four lift your leg i'm like ma that's what the cane is for mama you know but yeah I, I love when you do the personation of your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and folks, he's kind of like, like right on target. <laughs> I forbid his mom with him. So. Yeah, she gets pissed off. Like earlier today, walking at five miles and five miles back, girl, baby. See, this is why uh, us as blind folks, we wear sunglasses because if there's a low hanging tree, girl, man. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, well. She is short. She she's like up to my shoulder, so she can go under the tree like nothing, right? She just walk, keep walking. Not me. I just caught a tree to the face. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hard to come back from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you th- do? You think? Um, do you feel it was hard emotionally for your mom to see you go through this? Oh yeah, um, because when I was first diagnosed, um, even though she was there in the in the in the um, in the office with me after, when he was explaining everything, she don't know, you know. So mm-hmm. she's like, when we got outside, um, she's like, "Bah!" I'm like, "What?" She's like, "So." <laughs> She's like, so what happened? I'm like, you was there. <laughs> she's like, she's like, pero este, between me and you, I don't understand that, that what you say. Oh, I mean, what he say? I'm like, man, all right, so let me explain it to you. In a few years, by the time I'm like 45 or 40, I'll be totally blind. And... <sighs> And she broke down a little bit. But um, I told her, Nana, don't you start your mess, girl. I said, it's okay. I got time. Who knows? By the time that happens, they probably find sign. If not, then I just need to work my way around all of these things. You know? And she's like, oh, pero how you gonna do it? You know, you're losing your sight. I said, Mom, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. Your son's... Your son got this, you know, but as time went on, I started teaching myself even more and more and more, you know, to use the phone, to use the computer, to use my cell phone, and I just activated my... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard that. Yeah, so <laughs> I got to stop saying that word, but um, yeah, so um, yeah, it was, it's, it's even still difficult today because I'm just recently became blind about almost two years now. It ain't easy, you know. Yeah, no, it's it. You know, it's it's hard for, of course, you know. Number one, it's hard for us mm-hmm. to go from sighted to you know visually impaired to totally blind, and but it's also it does also take a toll on the family members around us. Mm-hmm. You know, family and the close friends because. It, like I said before, it is an adjustment period for everybody. Right. You know, we have to adjust to what we need to do. And then a lot of times we have to adjust because we are the best teachers 
for the people around us to tell them what we need. Right. What we need to do for ourselves and what we need them to do for to help us. Right. And it's, it's a rough patch, and it's a rough patch, you know, mentally and emotionally for everybody. Right. Not just for us, but for the family, too. Yeah, but with me and my family, everybody's spread out, so it's like the only, I can say, you know, my family is my family, but I don't get phone calls. I don't get that much replies on Facebook when they see the stuff that I put up, you know? Um, so basically for me, my family is my mother and you, you know? I don't have like any other family. Like my cousins don't call me. My cousins don't message me. Hey, Juan, hey Anthony, like, how you doing? How's your visions been? They see the stuff that I'm posting up on YouTube. Ain't none of them. I, I, I'll be lucky to get five or six members of my family to say anything or to even comment, you know? Yeah, but with that, a lot of times is, it's because people, you know, they let too much time lapse between their contact time. Yeah, but look, let me tell you something. And then, no, 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 let me finish. All right, go ahead. Let me finish. Go ahead, sorry, baby. So when they see something up on Facebook, mm -hmm. if they knew that you were starting to go through this journey of losing your sight, mm -hmm. and they haven't written you a message since, we'll say, you know, three years ago, mm -hmm. and like, oh, man, he's blind. You got to remember that they may not know how to approach you. It's simple. Open up your mouth. Call oh me. Oh, I, I know it's simple. I know. It's real simple. You've <laughs> known mean, me all I, your I life. Have family, yeah. I have family that's the same way with me. Mm -hmm. And I understand I understand both, both sides. I understand what... They may feel bad, they may feel guilty because they haven't reached out before when I was going through everything or when you were going through everything. And now they see something on there like, wow, they're totally blind. Mm -hmm. How do how do I how do I say something? Mm -hmm. And that's their own guilt that they have to live with. Mm -hmm. Because in reality, you're still the same person. I know I'm still the same person. If anything, my mouth has gotten a little bit more sarcastic and a little bit more smarter. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> Since losing my sight. Yeah. But Listen, I understand like, what you mean by the lack of communication from family and friends when we go through this type of stuff. Right. Like I got my cousins, like my cousins who I grew up with, like here in my neighborhood. They rather share a a a, a link to. Oh hi. Um. I like this. This is this is um, T-Mobile. I just joined it, <laughs> and they share that. Oh, look, Spectrum. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, why don't you share something to help your cousin out trying to grow his podcast and YouTube? Yeah, but if I go and I put up my podcast, I go up and I put up my YouTube. You know, showing what I've been doing throughout the years. Pff, nothing. Dead crickets. Well, it's you know like I said, it's that guilt that eats away with them and they don't know. Well, they can start off. Like, give it a thumbs up or act like I never saw it. 
Right. That I'm a blind as blind as they are. Right. <laughs> like, I just keep swiping. I right. never know I was here. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. That's the way my part of my family is. They, none of them I can actually say reached out to me other than one of my brothers, my sister, um, that reaches out to me uh, from time to time. My uncle, who's my um, father's brother, who my dad who passed away, you know, he reaches out from time to time. He even told me one time, he was like, Anthony, I've been seeing what you've been doing, um, but it breaks my heart every time I hear it, it brings me to tears. I'm like, yeah, that's okay, Theo, I understand, you know, because you saw me when I was sighted and uh, I lost my sight and I'm blind. And I appreciate, you know, you you responding back and saying how you feel, you know? See, right, because you know, you know it's something. Right, so that's a response from my uncle, you know, but does my cousins who I grew up with, you know, say anything? No. They don't say nothing. I had a cousin of mine who's, who I haven't spoken to in probably like two, three years. Probably a little longer than that. Hey, what's up, Anthony? Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know what I did? What? I just looked at it and let him know <laughs> that I looked at it. Did I respond back? Nope. Uh, you know, it's just the the craziness of it all. Yeah. You know. Like, don't get me wrong. I love my my cousins and my family to death, but when their blind cousin, who's pretty much the only blind one in the family, um, does these things to show what he's doing on YouTube and all this stuff and podcasting, does anybody say anything? Oh, Anthony, wow, man, you know. I can't believe you're doing this totally blind and how the heck you do that? Like, they don't even ask you a question. Like, how you do that, yo? You can't even see, you know? Because it's scared. So it's like, whatever, you know? You don't want to well, talk? Then fine. It, it is what it is, you know? You mm-hmm. can't change people's habits and right. behaviors and we can only hope that <laughs> yeah, eventually but, something will click and they'll do better. <laughs> yeah, but we can like stuff on Amazon and share it to Facebook. <laughs> Like really, dude, dude, <laughs> all you're doing is bringing business to Amazon. Like, come on, like, go and share your cousin's, your blind cousin's YouTube channel. Go and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Show him support. You know, I asked plenty of my family to be like, yo, I even send them straight up messages on Messenger. So, as a blind person, mm-hmm. as a blind man. Mm-hmm. What do you like to do for fun? What do I like to do for fun? I like to do this right here for podcasting, get to interview people. I like doing my YouTube videos. I like editing them. Um, What else? I like listening to music, all types of music. Um, What else? I like editing videos, even though it can be a pain in the rear. And sometimes I just want to throw all this stuff out the window but then I have to go to factory reset before doing all of that (laughs) but yeah um what else um I used to be an artist baby I don't know if I ever told you that before you did you did yeah I used to draw like right now if I was able to see you baby I would have drew you 
you know and um and i used to do graffiti back in the day but don't do any of that stuff no more don't, don't, don't mention that. Mm. <laughs> my bad I, I don't know i don't know what the statute of uh, limitation is on graffiti <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but for now, that pretty much is just YouTube, my podcast, Clubhouse. Um, those are like my hobby slash raising the awareness of everybody else so they can tell their story. Very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So is, do you feel that have you learned anything? Is there like a takeaway moment from losing your sight? Huh, say that again. Have you learned anything from losing your sight? Is there like a... Yeah, is there like a, a takeaway moment? Like, did, did you lose your sight and like you kind of had like one of those like aha moments type of thing? Hmm. I told you I was going to make you think on this interview. <laughs> this is when Bobby Smurf needs to come out. Hey, what are you talking about? No Bobby Smurf. Get to the point. Alright. Um, hmm. I look at things a lot different. Um, I look more with my heart and my mind. Um... I get around things a lot more differently. Um, With the blindness, I've also lost a lot of friends, but I also gained a lot of friends, even the ones who don't speak to me. Um, I've lost a lot of friends because they were they're sighted and I'm not and, and I was I also worked my way around that by doing my videos showing showing them what I'm doing as going from visually impaired and then totally blind now um yeah Yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. See, I, I feel that the thing that I've learned mm-hmm. is that don't take the time that we have on this earth for granted. Right. Yeah, me too. You know, yeah. Because you you could be bebopping along down the street, mm-hmm. you know, humming bitty bitty bum bum one day. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. you know, your whole, your whole life can change. Oh yeah, you know, in the blink of an eye, and it and it did for us. I mean, my my sight loss was a gradual. You know, they told me ahead of time yeah. that you're probably gonna lose your sight, and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. And I kind of like, eh, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. But um, then you know, when I started to see it started happening, I'm like, huh, well, right, yeah, well then, okay, maybe they were right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so let me let me ask you this question. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of research being done on RP. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you were ever mm-hmm. 
able to take the step, like let's say the research, you know, progresses along nicely and they've done their human trials and they say, hey, we can't give you all of your site back, mm -hmm. but we can give you partial. Mm -hmm. You gotta have one simple procedure done and you will be, you know, visually impaired. Mm -hmm. Could you do it? Yeah, I would do it because um, I already know how it is to be visually impaired. As long as I'm able to make out something, like if it's a person, if I like even when I was visually impaired, if I can't, if I like when I see a person, I don't know if it's a man or a woman unless she say something or he say something. But at least mm -hmm. see the person standing there. You know what I'm saying? I can't right. see the details of the clothes or whatever. That person can be booty butt naked. I wouldn't be able to tell, you know? But at least I'd be able to see someone standing there, you know? And stuff. But I definitely don't want to see no dude booty butt naked. <laughs> tell you that but I'm just saying. So let's say, let's say in, our, in our little dreamland here, if you were able to get your sight back, mm -hmm. um, like I said, to the status of, you know, visually impaired, like maybe you can, um, make out details mm -hmm. of faces and stuff like that but maybe you don't have a hundred percent color wise and um what would be the first thing you'd want to look at the f huh. you already know I don't, I might know, but your listeners don't know. Well, to be honest with you, the first two things I would want to look at is my daughter and then go to your house and see you. Oh. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as... That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, folks. I do believe I got him to get a little emotional that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> because a lot See, I told you I was gonna switch it up on you today. That's cool, baby. I told you it's cool. Um This is my RP life brought to you by Debbie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and if you like what you hear, guys, comment and uh maybe I'll start doing my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll be her co-host on her on her podcast. <laughs> Call it Dishing with Diva. <laughs> um, but yeah, cause you already know the last time I seen her, um, I think I had what was it, twenty-two to two hundred in my right eye and 22 to I say 300 and something or 22 to 400 and something wow. mm -hmm. and it was still pixelated but the only way I can see her kind of clear was through the peripheral part you know mm -hmm. so yeah so like okay stand over here to my left yeah right <laughs> well, I would have to I would have to get like close up to her and then yeah. look either to her ear and then blur that out because the central vision is gone and then I'll be able to kind of make her out 
and that was when she was probably like what five yeah five years old and stuff but um yeah and shoot if they tell me yeah you'll still be visually impaired your acuities will be probably like um 22 to 400 or 22 to 300 i'd be like shoot that's great shoot i don't mind because back then <laughs> something better than nothing yeah you know and like where i'm at today with not being able to see anything like i'm used i'm getting used to it to be honest with you to being this way you know mm-hmm. even though it's still an everyday struggle but that's the first thing i want to do is hop on that lift go to your house you know be able to be like huh so this is what the house looks like in the front <laughs> okay and then it just knock on the door you know and just you know get to be with you because now that my vision was restored not 100 percent but it's something so now i can help you in the kitchen if you decide to cook i can help you or if you know you'd be like baby look do this do that and whatever i can still help you you know and we can still travel around you know because you know i got you know at least some type of vision you know i can make out a bus it might look like a truck to me but it's a bus right but that's well let's just keep hoping and praying that something happens and it happens you know before we're old and mm-hmm. in our nursing home right because <laughs> if i'm old in a nursing home hey everyone you want to get your eyes restored what are you talking about son get your ass out of here hey, i've been blind for like 40 years already come on get out of here yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Watch, so I can see you the next two years. I don't think so. I, mean, I, about it. I already know how beautiful my wife is. You see, huh? She right here. Look at her. She's sexy. Oh, so I feel like I've 40 years to be your wife. Okay, got it. I'll be like, what? Uh, what? Huh? No, baby. <laughs> I'm just, I'm saying, I'm not saying like that. Girl, you know. I know, I know. I'm just messing with you. Gotta, gotta, yeah, gotta give the folks something to laugh about. Yeah, I know. That's true. But yeah. Yeah. I would like to do a podcast with my daughter too. But from what it seems like, that probably won't ever happen. But, um. Well, no, no, no. You can't say that. You never know. It might happen. Yeah. You never know. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have faith, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Gotta keep holding on and holding on until um, either it happens or if it don't. And if exactly. it, and if it don't happen, I'm still here. I ain't going anywhere. There you go. Daddy's always here, and these podcasts and these YouTubes will live on. Cause you ain't canceling none of these out, so she'll always have them to go back and listen to. And yeah, she'll eventually you know, she'll hear know, it. She'll know what you were doing. Yeah, that you weren't just holed up in a in an apartment, you know, sitting there in the dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do this, cause I'm blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good. So one. how far are we in on this um, little shindig uh, here? Uh, hold on, baby. Let me check. 
nothing but quality podcasting here, folks. 42 minutes and 43 seconds. Okay. Yeah. So, she wind it up. All right, hold on to me. I'm not... Well, hold on, I'm not done yet. Oh, you're not done yet? All right. Well, hold on, you don't do that button yet. See, he always gets control of the button, folks. I never get the control of the button. I want to hold the button. All right, baby, get ahead. Give me the button. I want the button. I want the button. <laughs> so, any final thoughts you would like to leave with? Like to tell, tell, tell your fans, your groupies, your stalkers? <laughs> Background listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go from sighted to visually impaired and now totally blind, every day is going to be a pain in the rear. But most of you already know that. Um, but you got to keep on looking forward even though you can't see it you gotta keep on pushing yourself forward even when it knocks you down you gotta keep believing in your faith if you have one um because that's another thing you need to do is keep your belief and keep your faith and if you don't have one that's fine I'm not here to judge you but um, just keep fighting. You know, it's gonna be an everyday struggle, but it is what it is. You know, God made you that way. You know, and if you feel like He can't take it away because your faith is weak or you don't believe, you know, just. Keep on praying. Keep on figuring out ways to make your life easier. Um, I'm not perfect. I don't ever claim to be perfect. Um, Do I let my blindness control me sometimes? Yeah, I do. Why? Because I'm not perfect. And it is what it is with losing your sight. If I was born blind, it might be a different story for me, but I've had sight all my life. And there's lots of things that I've lost along the way. And there's a lot of things that I've gained, but I be damned, excuse my language. I'm gonna sit on my fucking ass and let it take control of me. Because I've met so many people who supported me. I've met so many people who've disrespected me. And I met this beautiful young woman who's here on this podcast with me. And i rather be the way I am today because I have her in my life. Because if it wasn't for me losing my sight, I would have never met her. So, that is true. So at one point, I 
felt like this is not a blessing, but now I feel like losing my sight is a blessing, you know? And like, if I wouldn't had, if I wouldn't had lost my sight, hold on one minute. My phone was talking in my ear. Um, if I, if I wouldn't have lost my sight, I'd never met her. I would never have known who she was, who she is, and to hear her voice, you know? So, I know you're gonna think this is, you're being, what's that word I'm looking for, baby? That, like, you feel like you've been cut off from everything, Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't feel like that no more. You know. Well, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm very glad. I'm not gonna sit in my room and cry my ass off or say, "Oh, I can't do this." Oh, what's going on? I'm sitting on my recliner and I'm reaching out to people. I'm trying to be so positive. Yeah. There's a lot of fake people out there, but um, it is what it is. <clears throat> I thrive, baby. <laughs> that's, that's a personal joke, people. That's All right. Well, thank you very much, my love, for allowing me to put you in the hot seat. And thank you to all of your listeners, your subscribers, your followers, your stalkers, mm-hmm. you wannabe, um, um, wannabe, um, yeah. Anyway, you you wannabe want want wanners. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but now remember to follow us on Clubhouse at MyRP Life. Mm-hmm. And also, if you want to, you can follow me on Debbie's Kings of Queen, Kings and Queens. Mm-hmm. And also on Facebook, MyRP mm-hmm. Life. Family, Family and, and friends. friends. Right. And one has Twitter. My RP life? Yes, baby. Mm-hmm. I see. I'm sorry because I, I don't do the Twitter. I'm not allowed to do the Twitter. Yeah. Um, my sister feels like the police will come knocking at my door. <laughs> she only allows me to have certain social media platforms. Yeah. And she can't really take my clubhouse away from me. <laughs> but um, anyway, seriously, folks, follow on for more. He's we're definitely going to be branching out a little bit more and doing a few clubhouse groups rooms to help folks who uh, have been sighted and are losing their sight and, you know, and newly blind and, you know, we're not psychiatrists, you know. Yeah, we're not certified. Amateur psychologists, but we sign. We're not certified. We're going to try to do what we can to Mm -hmm. give out a little advice and help people through this hard time. Right. And let people know that there are people that out there who know what you're going through and who care about you on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here. And my that's it here. for me. 
Thank you, baby. Um, no problem, my love. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I wanted to say something before we go. Um, I don't do this for me. You know, I don't. This my RP life is yeah. It says my RP life, and it's about my retinitis pigmentosa, but. I do this podcast for y'all. I do my YouTube channel for y'all. I do my YouTube and podcasting for my daughter also. But um, I do this for y'all so you guys can come up here and have a voice, you know, because some of you don't know how to do this. Some of you, you know, don't know how to use voiceover as well and stuff like that. But I do this so you can have a platform to tell your story, whether you're blind, visually impaired, whatever type of eye condition you have. So thank you, everyone, for listening to both of our voice, my beautiful diva, Deb. Thank you, baby. I love you. Um, thank you for the interview. <laughs> no problem. And, I, and by the way, folks, I do it for the fame of fortune. <laughs> by the way, I have neither of them yet, so... Yeah, don't worry, Can baby. Subscribe, please. Yeah, and if we, if I, if I blow up and become popular or famous, you're with me. So um, I take you with me. You know. That's right. Now I got that for prosperity. I'm not leaving you behind, baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, subscribe to me on all the platforms Anchor puts me on. Like my baby said, follow me on Twitter. Join our Facebook group, My RP Life Family and Friends. My beautiful Diva Deb is the head admin. She is my reina, my queen, my beautiful Debbie. Um, and subscribe to me on YouTube at MyRP Life. And if you would like to leave any voice clips or messages on whatever platforms you're listening me to on, please do so on this podcast or any other podcast that I've done in the past. And I really appreciate your support if you follow me on any of the platforms or even subscribe to me on YouTube. It really helps grow what I'm trying to do here, raise the awareness, and it lets everybody know, like the visualites, the ones who can see, what the blind and visually impaired community talk about. So, peace out, y'all. Blessings. Um, give me one moment so I can find this, this stop a majigger button. That's why I should have the button. <laughs> Hold on, y'all. I want the button one. Give me the button one. All right, you ready for me to press the button, baby? We're gonna do it. Press the button. All right. Bye, everyone. Peace out, y'all. Blessings.